Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Nothing better than mini muffaladas for breakfast, courtesy of Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. Welcome into Hour 2 here of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. Tiger tailgating your show, getting you set for LSU and Utah State this morning at 11 a.m. right here in Tiger Stadium, Death Valley. And uh, the campus of LSU starting to get going a little bit. Next Saturday, Herb, it's going to be electric in these parts with Florida coming to town. Oh, yeah. I we, cannot wait until next week. We we uh, we have a little bit of a, um, I guess, uh, what do you want to call it? I don't, don't want to say a rematch, but we, oh, we, have, yeah. we have something. We, we got something brewing for um, Oh yeah. For, for, for the Gators. I mean, they, they look, it's been... It's been a, a quite a, a quite a, quite some time since they've been here, and uh, and all the trash they've been talking, and uh, here we go, baby. That's all I'm gonna say. Cause if I say anything else, it's gonna be way too much, and not it may not be PG. Keep it family. <laughs> this is family radio, so keep it uh, keep it friendly. Absolutely. And look, man, I, 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 the, the, that's the type of game that you always love, man, because these guys are, they're gonna be so amped, so pumped, and ready to play this game um, next week. And then it's going to finally be a night game. Yeah. Here we go. We're back to what we're used to. And um, Did you notice when you were playing an uptick in, uh, in energy and emotion when you stepped into conference play? Was there, oh, yeah. was there an uptick in, t- in intensity? Definitely. You, I mean, you, if you, anyone that's in sports to tell you all the time, it's just like um, when, you, when, you, when you go to the playoffs, you have to play with a different type of intensity. And that gauntlet in the SEC is just like playing in the playoffs because if not – you know you you're gonna be in for a long season if you don't go and play. But it you always have to have that that um, you know coach coach Denardo used to always tell us if I have to motivate you then you don't need to be here because I, all you gotta do is look at the schedule. The schedule should motivate you no matter what. Yeah, and you're playing in Death Valley. You're playing in historic program. Every, right. You're playing in front of a hundred thousand people. Yep. I I agree with Coach Denardo in that respect. I mean. If you can't get pumped up on your own to play in those circumstances, right? Eh, something's wrong. Yeah, you shouldn't have signed here. You, sh- you should have signed somewhere else. But here's the thing, though. Everybody, once you hear that, then you know now I have a reason, right? Now I understand. Now it makes sense, you know? So, so that we are. You know, that SEC play will definitely get people pumped up. We'll be ready to roll next week. First, sure. though, they got to take care of the Aggies from Utah State. You got to stop Jordan Love, man. He's the key. Yeah, he's got, they got two running backs that are pretty good, too. I think it's Bright, and I can't think of the other guy's name right now, but they both have uh, you know, a total of um, – a cumulative total of 600-something yards rushing, um, and they, they, they run the ball pretty well. They're pretty stout running backs. So. John on line one. Go ahead, John. You're on WWL. Hello, hey, Christian. Hello. I wanted you um, to ask um, – Herb Tyler, what he thought the difference was between Derek Stingley and Patrick Peterson, and I'll hang up and listen. All right, thank you very much for the question. Um, <clears throat> I think that the no, we don't have a lot really to go on right now because Derek Stingley has only played in four games. Um, but I can tell you the similarities are they both are impactful when they get on the field. Um, I think if I had to take a guess, I think Patrick Peterson is a little bit faster than Derek is. Um, but Derek is bigger than Patrick is, taller. Um, 
the, the, the other similarities that I see with those two guys is they, 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 they have what we like to call in the sports industry the dog in them, which, which means that those guys are not afraid of anything. They're going to stick their nose in there no matter what it is. Um, you know, Derek Stingley has been running around with the best receiver, uh, you know, all season. As a true which freshman. Is, which is huge because you got Christian Fulton on the other side. So, and mind you, he's a true freshman. Uh, this guy was playing high school football last year. He was playing high school football last year in, in December, and then in January he was on LSU's campus. And then at that point, that's when Les Miles—I mean, I'm sorry—that's when Coach O said, "This is—he's uh, he's the best corner we have on the team." Yeah. And he hadn't been on campus for for two weeks. So I mean, look, the the kid has a, a upside that's just tremendous. His ceiling is way up there. Um, I think he's just scratching the surface of his talent. I think that, um, you know, Patrick Peterson is, is, is just, man, he's, 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 if not the best corner to come through LSU, he's one of the top three. Um, I this think Derek Stingley Jr. Great. can get there. I think he can too. We just, we, we have to, it has to, mach- you know, maturate. It has to come to that point. It has to come to fruition. If it doesn't, if we, if we, if we call it now, then that's, I think that's an, that's an issue because Patrick has proven himself. Um, but I think Derek will definitely – I think at the end of the day, Derek will be wearing number seven at some point. Yeah, and I think that if all things continue trending the way we think they're going to trend and yep. ha- how they've trended, yep. I think he'll be mentioned in the same conversation with Pat P. So my prediction in the beginning of the season, remember, was five touchdowns from Derek Stingley some way, one way or another, whether it's intercept touchdowns or it's punt return touchdowns, something like that. He hadn't scored any yet. But I think today, this morning, I think he gets someone. I think he out. gets someone. Yes, I think so. He's electric as a return guy. The similarities between, between he and Pat P I, are very similar. I think similar. it's going to be a, a, a pick six is what I think okay. it would be today. That's what I'm thinking. Hey, even better. Just score even better. on defense. Yes. It's hard to lose at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you can get some scores from special teams and off of defense, oh, man, you're on your way. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Can you play the drums? I can play the drums. I can play the guitar. The guitar? Yeah, not really, but I can play the drums in the in the piano a little bit. Is it wrestling or wrestling? It's wrestling. Okay. Not like wrestling? Like wrestling. Yeah, we had it, uh, this young lady. So it's not wrestling, it's wrestling. It, well, it depends on who you speak to. Okay. Okay, so in New Orleans it's wrestling. Mm-hmm. In, in Baton Rouge it's wrestling. Okay. Just so you know. I didn't know there was... <laughs> Because I'm gonna tell you how I know. I'm gonna tell you because my wife and I were talking to a young lady who works at a disclosed place, undisclosed place, and uh, we know exactly where she is. and And she was a security guard, and she proceeded to tell us that there were certain people that she had to rustle. Okay. And so I said, "What do you mean, rustle?" She said, "Rustle." Like Russell Wilson? Like that's what she said, but she meant like take him down, rustle. Oh. Okay. So that's how I know people in Baton Rouge say. Russell. All right, so it's rustling, wrestling, wrestling. Yep. A couple of shout-outs to the Tiger fans over there. Which I love all of them. And my favorite all-time, the, the, the Von Erics. I don't know if you know anything about the Von Erics. I don't. Come on, you got to dig deep in your wrestling. Kerry, Eric, all of them. I love them, man. They're the Iron Claw. Come on, man. That Iron Claw was something that you don't You're speaking oh. a foreign language to me. Come on, I know, like, the Junkyard Dog. And Carl, yes, there you go. Hulk Hogan, no, Rock. You, this is this is this that's new school. I'm talking old. I'm talking JYD. I'm talking JYD. Uh, the Iron Sheik. Come the junkyard on, man. Junkyard dog. JYD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know yeah, the junkyard yeah. dog. 
Well, everybody I don't know how and we got here, but we're here. Sorry, man. I like to come off the top rope every WWE. night. You know, <laughs> Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick for the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. We have not turned into your local Saturday <laughs> wrestling show. I promise you that. WWE SmackDown. Mike on a cell phone. What's going on, Mike? You're on WWE. <laughs> hey, Mike. Hey, Christian. Go right ahead, Mike. I wanted to ask Herb if who he talked Are we getting the same call? Is this the same guy? Mike, have you called under like five different aliases already? I guess so. I guess he has. It's, it's the same guy. It sounds like the asking, same guy. Hey, Mike, John, whoever you want to be, ask all the questions in one shot. <laughs> you don't have to keep calling back under different aliases. I mean, we'll take you. It just sounds like. It just sounds like the same guy every time. It did. It did. Mike, John, Sam, whoever you are, just ask the questions. You're welcome to do so. You just don't have to call eight different times under a different alias. I wonder if it's the same phone number. I don't know. Uh-huh. All right, so I think we get another call here, and it's probably going to be him again under a different alias. We'll see. But nonetheless, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here under the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show in front of the Athletic yes. Administration building steps away. From Tiger Stadium, yep. and about two and a half hours away from LSU and Utah State, the Aggies coming to town. You know, driving in this morning, um, it, it was beautiful to see the stadium all lit up. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still dark. The sun was trying to come out a little bit. And uh, it just reminded me of a night game, but it was actually at 645 in the morning. Um, the campus right now, it's really uh, uh, quiet. Um but there's a lot of movement around, which is weird. Not a lot of people on campus, but a lot of people moving around. Um, so it's it's going to be an interesting game. This is one of the earliest starts here in Tiger Stadium in a long time. And, um, yeah. So it's, it's got, you know, yeah, hopefully there's some Irish coaches. I don't like around. it. And, and then tomorrow you got Saints and Buccaneers at noon. I like the 325, our, our primetime kickoffs. So it's been early starts for uh, for both LSU and the Saints coming up this weekend. And, I'll be glad when this one's over so we can get back to some primetime games for LSU in Death Valley under the lights. I know. I saw it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll leave that alone. Yeah, leave that alone. I'll go there. Um, you know, it, it under being under the lights is, a, is the greatest thing that you can ever be here in Tiger Stadium because the fans are all lathered up, if you will. Um, it's a good way people to put are, it. People are ready to roll. Um, you know, the, and then what's good, too, now is the, the sales – Inside of Tiger Stadium is 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 new too. So, so now you don't have to get as lathered up before the game. You can kind of wait a little bit, to, to or get, you can lather up some more. I don't know. It depends. You can't have too much. I'm not going to advocate too much, but just enough, right? <laughs> you, to, <laughs> you don't have to worry. You don't have to advocate that to LSU fans. They, they've they've known that. Trust me, I know. <laughs> they've perfected the art of lathering up before a game. Are you and kidding me? Just enough in order to get to the end, too. Right? Yeah, tell some Tiger fans, just no. enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no such thing, just enough. you got to have a good time, man. You know, you talked about Death Valley and being one of the places that, you know, it's 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 among the all-time best venues in college football, and, and I would certainly agree with that. And I've been fortunate enough to go to – I've been to every NFL venue. Right. right. And I talk about bucket list places in the NFL. Yep. Lambeau Field mm-hmm. being one. Superdome, Arrowhead. Soldier Field. Soldier Field. If you did that in college, I would think that Baton Rouge, the Death Valley is one. Yep. The Big House in Michigan. Yep. The Horseshoe in Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yep. Notre Dame. Right? Notre Dame. I mean, there, there's a list of iconic stadiums in mm-hmm. college football, but mm-hmm. Death Valley lives up and matches up with all of, all of those. 
it, it, I don't think it just matches. I think it exceeds in some in some aspects. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, um, you know, the campus is just gorgeous. It's weird that we don't appreciate this campus enough being here, right? If you stay away for a while and then you come back and you see it and you're rolling through campus and you see these big, beautiful trees, um, what they've done on campus construction-wise, um, you know, uh, it, it's just the it's just the mystique of LSU's campus is a beautiful, beautiful thing, man. And um, this stadium in itself has got has so many stories that we told, starting with Billy Cannon's run, you know, um, and then you know ending ending with with whatever this season is going to afford us with. I think, which I think will be a win over Alabama, you know, which is going to be great. So, these here we are at a, at a beautiful venue that that is second to none, and these kids get an opportunity to play in the stadium, and I think that's one of the reasons why these kids are playing as well as they are today. We know that Jimmy Smith from Tiger Details is up and uh, moving about, so he's uh, he's texting us a little bit. Yeah, he just woke Shout up. Shout out at, to Jimmy at eight twenty four. Yeah, good to see that Jimmy can crawl out of bed this early. I think he still could have got there. up a little earlier, Jimmy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like us at five a.m. Yeah, buddy. Coming back to your calls, <laughs> John, Jason, and you two at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Text eight seventy eight seventy. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. One of the many things I love about doing a show with Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback, is he doesn't beat me during the show. I don't like the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Aber. It's all love, baby. I mean. Not that it's not love with Bobby. Bobby no, just shows love in a different ways. He's more physical of a quarterback than, than maybe you were. I don't know. I'm not going to say that, Christian. I can't let you say that. Well, okay, I, okay as a radio host, he's definitely more physical than <laughs> there you, you are. That's, there you go. Now we're talking. <laughs> I don't have to wear shoulder pads with no. Herb Tyler. Right, that's I how do my, a show look, with Bobby. I got to wear my son shows me love. My son shows me love by saying, hey, Dad, I love you. My daughter shows me love by punching me in the face. How is your, how is your son? He's good, man. He's good. He's working in San Francisco doing his thing. Nice. Right on the pier. And the daughter's at Georgia Tech still? Georgia Tech, sophomore year. Then that little dance, and they play somebody today that they're going to lose to. I don't know. Ooh. Uh. Ooh. <laughs> man, her. Kansas? Coming out the gate. Come on, man. They lost to Citadel, man. I was uh, so upset when they yeah, lost to Citadel. But my daughter danced well, though. She looked good on the field. That's what's important. John on the cell phone. What's going on, John? You're on Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Hey guys, good morning. We uh we calling from the other side of the stadium. We I guess we getting lathered up as her calls it over here. So Come on there over you go, here. John. I love it, man. Love it. Come on yeah. over here. We'll, we'll, we'll try to make make a stroll over. Maybe maybe bring you a little food too. Uh, look, uh, Herb, you always had welcome for that. Uh, we part of your age group, man. We uh we grew up with the Von Ericks and the uh the there you go. and the uh. Uh, Kamala, Ugandan warrior, hacksaw, oh, yeah. look, you had us cracking up. So we over here trying to do, do the sleeper hole. So uh, <laughs> there not you much go. about with the game, but y- y'all got us fired up. There you go, man. Look, my dad used to always say Kamala. They would have introduced Kamala as a Ugandan giant from parts unknown. And my dad would say right after all, oh, he's from the ninth ward. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let those millennials give you too hard a time about that, man. <laughs> oh, I won't, man. Trust me, I can hold my own. Wait a minute, understand. wait a minute, John. I, I, I'm not a millennial. He, he, look, he's a millennial based upon his wrestling knowledge. Okay? Yeah, okay, fine. Based That's on his fair. Rest, there you go. There you go. That's fair. I'm 41 uh, years old, though. I, I look. If there's, a, I, I might get myself in trouble here, but who cares? Um, if there's anybody that kind of denounces the millennial generation more, <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's me. Hey, Herb, why don't we call it culture? Let's call it culture. We call it culture. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we, All right, we'll, y'all we'll have a good day. All right, hey, John. thank you, John. Jason on line two. Go ahead, Jason. You're on WWL. 
Christian Herb. Good morning. Uh, Christian, I uh, just want to say thank you again for coming out to the Gridiron Club a couple weeks ago. We really appreciated that. Uh, that was a lot of fun, man. Herb, thank you. Herb, I was uh, in school when you were the, when you were the quarterback, and I was there that night in Florida when you, uh, when you had see you later Gators. So that was awesome. I got hit by the goalpost when it came <laughs> down. So uh, you, you hold a special place in my heart for uh, in my college years. Uh, I wanted to ask you all um, – I saw where they're going to have Adrian McGee at left tackle. I know he's a road grader, but I'm wondering what y'all are thinking if you think he's up to the task. I know that the uh, the defensive end is uh, pretty, a little small, but he makes his, makes his hay by being quick and fast and good moves. I just want to see what you thought about that move on the O-line, and, uh, and I'll hang up and listen. Also, you forgot about the great Kabuki. Oh, yeah, the great <laughs> Kabuki, baby. Somehow we've turned into Look, a wrestling show. LeBron James stole the great Kabuki's uh, little – powder thing because the great kabuki used to blow powder in your face yeah. okay just so you know anyway but to go back to the, to the question the left tackle man look this is where he's got to make his money this is where he's got to eat um it doesn't matter who you play against you just got to be ready for the test i think he will be ready for the test um you know the, those smaller quicker guys are difficult for those bigger tackles but at the end of the day you just have to make sure your feet are set in place you got to be able to punch really hard to keep still made him at the line and then just ensure that you're doing the very best that you can to keep him off of your quarterback. I think we'll be fine, though. With a speed rusher, typically guys like to get in there and maul those guys. They want, they, they want, to, they want to try to get them to play the power rush game. And speed rushers, right. if that's all they have is a speed rush, it can be combated. Okay? But if you, it, where, where guys like Terrence McGee get in trouble is when they have a, a, an array of pass rushing moves. If they have the speed plus the power plus a spin right. plus alternative. You don't know what's coming. Right. So if you're just going to go speed, I think that uh, I think McGee will be fine. Yeah. Daryl so. on line three. Go ahead, Daryl. You're on WWL. Hi. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. And, yeah, I know the Vine Erics, too. Uh, George <laughs> yes. Freebirds and all them good guys. There you go. But, uh. But, look, I'm going to say right now I'm not worried about Alabama or anybody this year, but my question is on the offensive line. I notice every year we always have, you know, a lot of injuries on the offensive line. And I notice I'm a big, huge college football fan. I notice a lot of the other programs use braces on their knees, but LSU does not use braces for their offensive linemen. Is there a reason why? Because it seems like we all every year we have a lot of knee injuries and leg injuries. Good question. You know, I think that that's a personal preference with the coaches. The, and not necessarily the head coach, the offensive line coach. And then sometimes it even gets down to uh, as detailed as personal re- the preference to the players. Some players can't play well with those knee braces on. Um, there's, there's like at Stanford, all of their linemen and their quarterbacks wear knee braces. Um, and in other places, half of the guys are not even wearing pants in some places, right? right? So, um, you know, I think it's just a personal preference. I think that Playing in the in the in the SEC uh, in this weather in the way that it, it is, I think the less equipment that you wear is better for you when it comes to uh, heat and exha- exhaustion and things of that nature. But um, I think you know I think it's a personal preference because when I played, some guys wore knee braces and some guys didn't on the offensive line. It just was up to them if they wanted to or not. I know uh, I know in the NFL a lot of teams a lot of teams almost insist that all of them play. With some sort of brace, mm-hmm. trying to like a preventative uh, measure for injuries for for knee injuries. Good, good question though, Daryl. Yep. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text eight seventy eight seventy. Are you worried about Utah State being a trap game with LSU stepping back into conference play and running the gauntlet starting next week against Florida? 
Or you think LSU has this? They have it in perspective as to just another step in the building block of what could be a a run for the or for the college football playoffs. Yeah. You can weigh in at 504-260-1870, text 870-870. The campus is waking up a little bit here, LSU and uh, Utah State yep. coming up at 11 o'clock. You can even see some of the players working their way in to, uh, to Tiger Stadium get ready for the Tiger Walk, man. How fun is that? It's always fun, man. Uh, we've, we've talked about it before. It's one of those things where you just don't realize how special it is until you do it when you're actually not playing anymore, you know, because when you're playing, it's cool, but at the same time, you got headphones in and you're – you're trying to, you know, uh, you're, you're trying to be completely focused on what's the task at hand, um, but you also want to celebrate with the fans as well. But, um, but you, you're just not in that mode. But when you're not playing and you walk in and you get to actually experience what's going on, and that's a, a whole nother beast in itself. And the fans just love you no matter what, man. I mean, it's 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 the greatest fan base in the world. I will tell anybody that the LSU Tiger fan base and then the Who That Nation are the two greatest nations of fans in the world. Period. And um, you get to experience that as an alumni. You get to go if, if you want to go on a Tiger walk. And yep. I always like, for big games, I love to watch Coach O. He plays to the crowd, man. Yes, he does. He gets into it. That's for any game, to be honest with yeah. you, man. Coach O can walk into a CC's and play to the crowd. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter. He can. He's that guy. You know, like you said with Bobby, Bobby's a charismatic person who just is funny and he's great to be around. He's just a guy that draws people to him. Coach O is the same exact way. You know, I, I gotta I gotta sing Coach O's praises for a little bit because you, you know you and I have done this show this I think our third year now mm-hmm. doing this, and you know you you know the first year where I stood as to yep. how I felt about about Coach O. And, wasn't sure. And, yeah, I wasn't. Uh, but I, I gotta give him credit. He's done exactly what he said he was going to do when he got the job permanently a couple yep. of years ago, and that is surround himself with the best staff. In the country, yep. or, or, or at least the best staff that he could assemble. And I think he's done a magnificent job of living up to that and saying, hey, you know, we're going to go out and hire Dave. We already have Dave Aranda on staff. Mm-hmm. We're going to go out and hire what's going to be the offensive coordinator in Joe, Joe Brady. He's going to be the successor to Steve Insmaier, mm-hmm. uh, a young, bright offensive mind that looks like he's going to be here for a while before – ultimately going on to a Power 5 head coaching job if he has success mm-hmm. like he's had this year. And then Greg McMahon on special teams and hiring John Robinson as a consultant. So he's done a lot of the things that he said he was going to, and I, I give him a lot of credit for that because at Ole Miss, he had a different approach. He wanted to micromanage everything. He wanted to have his hands in everything. Now, And he recognizes now his area of expertise is where? Recruiting and all, along the defensive line. Yep. So he sticks to those two things, and he relies on a, a, on a talented coaching staff to be, to prepare his uh, the other part of his team, the other parts of his team, to play, and I think it's it's bearing fruit because look at the results; they're getting wins. Experience is the greatest teacher, so he learned from Ole Miss, right, that he shouldn't do the things that he did there because he wouldn't be successful here. Um, and 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 like I told you earlier, it's it's so easy to take a page out of really great coaches' book and just add them to yours, and then you create your own identity. Um, you know, with him surrounding the people that he surrounded himself with, Nick Saban's been doing that. You know, he's been having a ton of staff members on it that's not actually coaches, but guys that have a lot of experience in the game and that can give him really great positive feedback um, and not just be yes-men at the same time. So I think that Coach O has definitely learned from that. And then the other thing, man, he's home. When you're home and you feel like you have to be successful, you 
this program will give you anything you need to be successful. They're going to do whatever they can to make sure that you have the guys in, in play to be able to teach these kids how to be young men, how to be great football players. And at the end of the day, all you got to do is ask for it. You know, and I think he did. And then at that point, here we are. We're, we're to the point where we're starting to see those fruits start to bear. Um, this isn't the end, just so you know. This is only well, the just beginning. The, yeah, I think it's the start. Only the beginning. We're not even in the middle aspect of this thing. So I think you're true with Joe Brady. Um, he's a, he's a uh, offensive uh, uh, coordinator in waiting, if you will. Um, I, I also think that at some someday, God willing, that he will be a, a head coach in a power five conference a team somewhere. But right now, let's focus on him getting better. Mm-hmm. Right now, here, right. that's win a couple championships here, you know, SEC championships first, and then go on and win the national championships. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I was I, when we hired Coach O, I was one person that was like, "This is a great hire," and the only reason why I thought it was a great hire is because he was saying all the things that Les Miles was saying. But I knew in my mind, in my heart, that he was going to do those things, and only because he's from here. This is. He doesn't want look. He, this he doesn't. He does not want to fail here, because he still got to reside here. You know what I mean? If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. No, I I, I get it. And he's he's having success. And where he's really, I think, brought this program back is on the recruiting trail. It got a little. The coverage got a little bared with uh, with, with less miles. It just did. It, it kind of fell off gradually on the recruiting trail well, for LSU. I think a couple things happened. Uh, one is first and foremost. You know the, the the offense. I mean the the, the aura around the offense and the you know, huh. the, the word was that it was stale, right? You did, you couldn't get anybody but running backs, and, and and some decent offensive linemen to come, right? Everybody on defense, you can get all your five stars all day long on defense, and, and but and then at the end of the day, also what happened? I think Frank Wilson left, which I think was a huge blow to Coach Miles and his recruiting ability. Um, I think Coach Miles recruits great, but with with Frank Wilson, he's three times better. So, um, you know, you got to give kudos to Frank and how the guys that he would bring in. <clears throat> with that being said, um, Coach O has done the same thing. He surrounded himself with really great recruiters as well. So it's not just him. Um, you know, uh, this, these guys can go in there and get anybody they want to out of any state, and they're proven to go now to, to extend the reach to, to, from, from California all the way to New York. So they don't care anymore. I mean, um, it's not just, you know, canvassing the South to try that's, to get the best players. That's the key. You start looking at this roster. Yep. They, already had, they already had a foothold in Texas, right? Yep. They've established that. But now they're able to go out there to California and, and recruit. Now, a lot of that has to do with Coach O's time at USC. At USC, correct. He's familiar with some of those fertile recruiting grounds out there. He's been in those neighborhoods. He's been in those households. So I, I, I agree with you, Herb. This is not just the, it's not the end. This is kind of the beginning of, I, I think, an ascending LSU football program. And I, I, I can't wait to see where it all ends up and what the end result is going to be. And it's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty neat to watch unfold. And, and, look, surprisingly, and I'll admit it, surprisingly uh, it's unfolding pretty well. Coming back for Rick and your calls, too, at 504-260-1870. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate Show here on WWL. Winding down here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Before we push out of here, I want to thank – our on-site engineer, Dominic Mitchum. Not Butch. Not Butch, that's right. Butch gets no thanks whatsoever. OD Nick. <laughs> Dave Potter back at Master Control. Casey Wainwright 
and Diane Newman, our executive producer and program director, <laughs> operations manager at WWL. We'll wind down here with our final phone call of the day with Rick. What's going on, Rick? You're on WWL. Hey, Christian. Thanks for taking my call. West Bank, Rick. Yeah, I was just, uh, hey, we get to the playoffs and we have home field advantage. Christian, you got to be on the sideline because I, I have a little superstition because we <laughs> won our Saints Super Bowl when you was on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Okay, You're right. but first, uh, first year. That I was my first year doing the sidelines. I, I know. It's just an anniversary, man. You got to get on the sideline, bro. <laughs> I think Steve would have something to say about that. <laughs> I know. Um, but I want to uh, talk on a Burrow shout out. And he said that he was going to be putting up 40 and 50 points on team. But they also said, Coach Olinip said we was going to have a run pass uh, uh, team. And uh, I want to know if we're going to get that run uh, going anytime soon. And uh, shout-outs to Dunbar, Akbar, and Jake the Snake, and uh, Andre the Giant with the super kick. And, 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 and the man, ultimate, about the ultimate warrior. Minutes. How about that, man? Yeah. Come on, now. What about, we haven't mentioned Ric Flair yet. Woo! Ric Flair. Ric Flair is definitely the man. He's one of the guys. We talked wrestling you know for 30 seconds, and it's been the theme of the show. You know who else we didn't we didn't talk about yet? was Hacksaw Jim Duggan, man. Hacksaw Jim Woo! Duggan. Where you at, baby? Come on, let's talk. Anyway... <laughs> He got the American flag, and he, he getting that three-point stance, and he will tell you. I'm glad it's the last like Ricky Jackson. segment of the show because we've clearly lost control here. No, it's all good. <laughs> the Look, the run game for LSU right now, let's look at it like this. We don't have that stellar run game as what we once had, but the, we're averaging at least 90 to 100 yards a game, which is good. You at least have some threat of a run. Um, you just don't have that name. You're not making those big, long runs that we're used to seeing at LSU because we're not that type of offense right now. Now, when let me say this, on the reverse side, now that we will get Emory and, um, um, and, and, and Davis the ball more, guess what? We'll see those runs coming. Yeah, I think that it's, that's a work in progress. It'll, it's going to start, start to get going. That's here. the reason why Fournette left, because these two guys will start getting the ball more. They right got on. to. Got to give him the ball more. Right on point. Herb mm-hmm. Tyler, former LSU quarterback. Up next it is the LSU Sports Radio Network and having kickoff at 11 o'clock with the voice of the Tigers, Chris Blair. I'm Christian Garrick, Simplify. I'm out. Herb, do you think, man? One more. Macho man, Randy Savage. All right. I love you all, man. Uh, let's have a great day and go Tigers. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.